So, Tony, I've been a little quiet on my social media feeds recently. I feel like I'm in a little bit of a winter hibernation. But I, I, I was struck by a little inspiration the other day. And I posted a little headshot selfie. And the caption was, should I get a haircut? And it had been about two and a half months since my last haircut. I think it was right before Thanksgiving. So it was like all of December, all of January, and then a little bit of a couple of weeks on either side. And um, I hadn't gotten around to scheduling it. You know, I'm trying to space it out, you know, a little bit longer than usual for safety reasons. But I was really feeling like I should go get a haircut because it was just getting getting crazy. So I took a little selfie and um, I put up the caption, should I get a haircut and allowed people to vote. Did you really make a poll? I actually made a poll and allowed people to vote yes or no, simple yes or no, should I get a haircut? And uh, let me tell you, <laughs> no was the overwhelming favorite in this poll. <laughs> I think I got three yes votes, one of which prominently was my mom. Oh, I know. Everybody else voted no. Dozens of votes uh, on my personal Instagram and my Facebook. Everybody said no. And then I went ahead and got a haircut anyway. <laughs> And so I, I still have a meaning to put up another selfie and say, sorry, everyone, <laughs> except for my mom. Mom's ruled the world. But are you looking right? You feel good about it? I feel I feel pretty good. I feel like we got to have these haircuts every once in a while or else it's going to be really out of control. So uh, so to everybody that likes my, my crazy, bushy, curly mane, uh, it'll come back slowly but surely. And in the meantime... I feel like I can look a little sharp. And in the meantime, let's get this week's podcast started. First up, who's first, Paul? Yasmin Williams. Here on Hometown Sounds.
welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC rocks. I'm Tony Pareco. And I'm Paul Vodra. And that was Yasmin Williams with a track called Jaravi. This is the uh, amazing find of the moment. Yasmin is getting tons and tons of press, well-deserved. And we are very excited to start the show off on a, a different note than we usually do. But man, that was beautiful. Yasmin Williams is a self-taught finger-picking lap guitar player from Woodbridge, Virginia. This song comes from her sophomore album, Urban Driftwood. It came out on January 29th. You can buy it for $10 on her Bandcamp page. She has gotten such accolades. She's got a feature in the Washington Post, Rolling Stone, Bandcamp Daily, and an 8.0 rating from Pitchfork, which is huge. And uh, the tons, tons of uh, tons of information about her. Now she learned to play the guitar after mastering Guitar Hero Two. That was a good one. That's, that's insane. You're like, well, that's over. Let's learn the real thing. And then this is what you get, and it's amazing. In addition to this beautiful music uh, and her compositions, Yasmin is black, and a lot of this album reflects her feelings over the course of 2020. Most notably, as she participated in the protest after the killing of George Floyd. On this album, she, in addition to playing the, the guitar, she also plays the kalimba, which is also known as the mbira, a traditional instrument of the Shona people of Zimbabwe, and the kora, which is a stringed instrument from West Africa. Do we think that the kalimba was the non-guitar instrument on that track? I 100% think that, and I think that's why that track really uh, stuck out to me so much. I, I love it. So I ask about the kalimba because that instrument... Sounds like an app noise. <laughs> and I couldn't stop looking at my phone like every every other second. <laughs> yep. Uh, I totally believe that. I'll be honest with you. I listened to this album and the whole album is instrumental, very peaceful. It's amazing music. But I was having a hard time like picking out which is the song that I wanted to play on the podcast. And I was listening around to various things. And I find my way to the Listen Local First uh, winter playlist for 2020 and 2021. And this is the song that Listen Local First, Chris Naum had picked out. And hearing it on its own, I was like, yep, that's it. That's what I want to play. The album was released by the intersectional feminist label Spinster Sounds. And you can buy it on CD or vinyl through their Bandcamp. And uh, uh, there's a, a ton to read about her and this album. But one thing that stuck out to me that I thought was, was interesting is that according to her Bandcamp page, she derives no lineage from American primitive and rejects the problematic connotations of the term. I read that in one of the pieces on her that uh, uh, there's a dude in the 70s who was in, based in the Tacoma Park area and uh, that uh, she claims no uh, stylistic affiliation or heritage. So yeah, it's uh, amazing stuff. Uh, please, you know, seek this album out if if this you know sort of instrumental guitar stuff is at all up your alley because this is amazing, amazing music. Yep, cool. So what's going on with you, Paul? Oh man, not that much. I I will mention briefly that I was clicking around on Instagram recently and was looking at Instagram stories from Mr. Chris Richards the pop music critic for the Washington Post and also, of course, DC musician and was reminded that he makes a zine that you can order for a very reasonable price, which is called Debussy Ringtone. And I had I had seen it before and thought, oh, I should check that out. So I, I sent him a few bucks over Venmo and subscribed and he sent me 
issue number nine, the current issue of Debussy Ringtone. And um, he addressed it to Paul Vodra, which was just, all right, there you go. It's funny, whatever. We I have not really formally met Chris Richards. I, I bumped into him one time at a show a long time ago, but we are not otherwise acquainted. But um, it was very good. And, and you know, he's uh, Chris Richards is, is a brilliant writer. It's always great to read his stuff. Don't always agree with his opinions, but I do think his writing is always worth reading. And this is all stuff that he has written or had quick little interviews with, and it is all not online. It is only in print in this zine, and you can only read it by subscribing, which I thought was really cool. You know, it's it's so easy to uh, just pass by articles really quickly, um, and it's fun to see him just sort of let rip with whatever he feels like. And so uh, I, I recommend checking it out. Paul, you really buried the lead here, in my opinion. And what I mean is that uh, are you now going to be able to follow Chris Richards' activity on Venmo? Oh, <laughs> I guess we could be uh, Venmo friends now. <laughs> I tell you, I I send some Venmos very occasionally, and I I just turned it turned it off. I turned the privacy to maximum. I think it's weird to follow what other people's transactions are. I think it's so interesting and fun and funny. I think you can have so much fun just looking at the funny things people write. I see lots of people paying Andrew Grossman for guitar lessons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see some dog walking. I see uh, I see some uh, pizzas. You know, it's great. It's such a, such a strange feature of a payment app. But, you know, clearly it's a thing and, and, and everybody loves it. And I learned a few years back that Venmo and PayPal are actually owned by the same larger corporate entity. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, uh, so Tony, what's been going on with you? Uh, n- no, Paul. First, I want to hear about the topic of your fly infestation. What? It is not fly season. How is this happening to you? You always keep it squeaky. Oh, well, yeah. This is the other thing that I put in the document to talk about. So I think that in somewhere between the bedroom ceiling and the roof of my house, which contains not an attic. It's just sort of a, a little insulation there at the top. There's not really a way to access it. But I suspect that in that layer, uh, a small creature has died. Oh, no. And it's it's tragic. I don't know what it is, but here here's what I know. I know that a few weeks ago, around 6 a.m., I heard kind of a crash above me and then kind of this thump 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 and in my in my half asleep brain what i was picturing was something had sort of fallen into the roof and gotten stuck and was trying to get out and i think maybe that didn't go so well so now a few weeks later uh we're seeing the flies and um they're they're really big they're monster flies and they they're coming at a very steady pace you don't ever see like 10 of them, but you'll see like 15 of them throughout the course of the day, maybe 20 sometimes. And we have, I apologize to all of the uh, the animal lovers for what I'm about to say, the vegans, of course, that would be very upset about this, but I've been killing the flies as fast as I can. And I got the electric tennis rackets. Are you familiar with these things, Tony? I didn't know these really existed. Oh yeah, these are these are a thing. You got to get them. You know, I I got them on Amazon. They probably cost like fifteen bucks. It's in the shape of a tennis racket, 
but you put in a couple of batteries and there's a button and it electrifies the racket part. And this is what you do to get the flies. And these flies are so big and badass that I can smack them in the midair with an electrical spark and they're not phased. They keep going. Sometimes you stun them and sometimes they just keep on flying away. And I'm like, man, that was a lot of volts I just hit you with right there. So it's been a project. And coincidentally, this is a strange coincidence. The We're renting this house that we live in and the, the owner has a quarterly pest control service. And a couple of days ago, the pest control service just knocked on the front door and said, hey, we're here for your quarterly service. Is everything okay? And I was like, no, everything is not okay. We got these flies. So he said, oh, okay, well, I'll come in and, and give you a little bit of spray to try to, to try to kill them. And that spray has been working like a charm. So now the flies are, are just dying on their own accord. And uh, I really hope that this process completes at some point in the very near future. Because man, I mean, listen, I'm, they're, they're in the room now that I'm recording right now and they're flying around and I'm, it's taken a lot of my energy to just focus on the podcast and not want to go kill them. Paul. So I, I have some follow up here. One, did you bring up to the pest control person that you think an animal might've died in your house? Yeah. And basically he said, well, if it's up there, you're going to need to maybe cut open the ceiling to get to it. And I said, well, this is we're renters and we're not cutting open the ceiling. Wow. Yeah. My next comment is, I want you to stay away from developing teleportation technology for a little while. All right. Because this might turn into a, a Vodra fly situation. <laughs> Nobody wants that to happen. <laughs> Horrifying results, as evidenced by the movie The Fly. That's right. David Cronenberg is not welcome here. And uh, that's everything I needed to follow up with you on regarding your fly infestation. I'm really sorry. That's awful. I know. We're making it through. Yeah, it is winter, you know, and you would think that this would be easy to wrap up soon. But man, I think we're in it for the long haul here. My best to you and yours. <laughs> so, Tony, what's been going on with you? So, Paul, I told you about something that's recently come up in my life. That sounds more dramatic than it actually is. But I have a 2013 MacBook Air and I recently got a notification that my battery's capacity is significantly compromised and it advised service. Yeah. I have learned that the Apple store will not service a computer more than five years old. So what I, what I've done is uh, I found the battery on Amazon. Oh, and it comes with all the screwdrivers, you know, all the tiny screwdrivers yep. and all the, all the other gear and there's a video you can watch and it looks bad simple, but it did. It really didn't hit me until today thinking like, is this really a good idea? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what are we talking about for the price of this battery? 50 bucks. All right. I mean, so for 50 bucks, it's almost like, well, you could try. I'm really just scared about screwing it up and not being able to get my computer to turn back on. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is a risk that you take by opening it up. I think that the newer ones it's like all soldered in. So you really can't even replace the battery anymore. You really have to get a professional to do it. I have heard that as well. The consensus from people I've talked to is that hardware in the 2013 era are pretty easy to take care of. 
uh, these are discrete parts rather than being soldered. Right. So I'm going to have to get up some guts and make some decisions. Uh, like what I want to think about having this as a backup computer, it otherwise works totally fine. Yeah. I've made now hundreds of podcasts on it. <laughs> it's your workhorse. It's it's my it really is my workhorse. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say that the new MacBook Airs, people love them. They're super fast. Noted. Yeah, keep keep it in mind if you if you find a few uh, a few nickels to rub together that uh, you could afford that. I I seven years is a long time for a computer to be in service. Yep. But uh, this old gal, she's she's done me right. <laughs> you want to do her right too. And now let's get back to what we do so well here on Hometown Sounds, which is bring you great new music from DC artists. Who's next, Paul? Next up is the Airport Seventy Sevens. Kissing on me, do you think of James McAvoy? McAvoy, I mean, I get it. He's really dreamy. Sitting situations, I'd even call him steamy. When you're kissing on me, do you think of James McAvoy? McAvoy, I mean, I get it. it rings your bell, but I want to be the one to make your heart swell. song really just tickled me in the right spot 
That was the Airport 77s with a song called When You're Kissing on Me, Do You Think of James McAvoy? And it rules. Oh, man. See, here's the thing. This new EP has a bunch of really good songs on it. And some people like this one track. Some people like this other track. And I decided to pick that song. (laughs) And it just, it cracks me up. It's just, oh, reading the lyrics to that, very fun. So I got to say, the Airport 77s, we've been browsing their presence on the internet. And they are masters at their brand and accompanying copy. They describe themselves as power pop for powerful people. They are a self-labeled 1970s power pop rescue thriller. They also write that music is about attitude and altitude. (laughs) The band's name, it comes from the film Airport 77, which is a 1977 American air disaster film and the third installment of the Airport film series. The film stars a number of veteran actors, including Jack Lemmon and Jimmy Stewart. The plot concerns a private Boeing 747 packed with VIPs and priceless art that is hijacked before crashing into the ocean in the Bermuda Triangle, prompting the survivors to undertake a desperate struggle for survival. (laughs) God. So uh, this track comes from the Airport 77's eight-song release, Rotation, which arrived on the first of this year. It is a $7 download on Bandcamp. There's so much great stuff on this record. It's just full of taut great energy throughout there's some fun funny topics like cleaning your place up when you learn that that special someone is coming over and bad moms it's just great you guys are gonna love this record and of course if you're not familiar with mr james mcavoy he is the scottish actor who in the course of his career has received four nominations for the Lawrence olivier award for best actor some of his notable performances include the fawn mr tumnus in the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch of the wardrobe did not know about that one, actually. Professor X in five X-Men films. And then in 2016, he portrayed Kevin Wendell Crumb, a man with 23 alternate personalities in M. Night Shyamalan's Split. 23 different personalities sounds like so much work. Also, this song gave me a nice little reminder of one of my favorite beauty pill songs, Pardon Our Dust, which features the line, I live in my own heart, Matt Damon. So I really like songs with movie actors in them, which there you go. The band emailed us to let us know about this release, and we're so glad that they did. And uh, just want to just keep it out there that if you got music, send it our way. We love it. And it is, uh, you know, the lifeblood of the show, sort of. Um, so thanks to everyone for emailing and continuing to do so. And I found this little bit of trivia just absolutely awesome. Their drummer is Washington Post columnist John Kelly, who writes about Washington's less famous side. Uh, he, I think he's featured in the Metro section, and he's been doing that for years and years. It's always a fun read. He will home in on some some strange little bit about DC that people don't know and figure out what the story is, and it's awesome. Cool, cool. So let's keep this show going. Paul, who's next? Next up is the Sebastians. The city, the 
just seems too short to take another hit I tried, I swear, at least two times before I tried to bite my tongue but couldn't keep a lid on it And it's green, the thing, the light blinks in the city The bullet blackens out and resurrects a base That song was called The Snake by the Sebastians. It's a track from a three-song release entitled Here for Now. And the story about the Sebastians is that we don't have much information. We received an email from a one Joseph Musician, which I feel like may or may not be this artist's actual name. And he wrote, I just released some music, figured I'd send it to some local podcasts. I'm located in Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, I was just tickled about the verbiage of a figured I'd set it to some local podcasts as if it's just something you do on, on a Tuesday. <laughs> yep. That song also. So a couple of things there. One, the mixing was excellent. And uh, it's really cool how many of the different elements of the song pan from left to right at different points. I thought that was neat. And I also think that it's an excellent example of talk singing which I think is an art in and of itself. Finally, I think the song does an excellent job of excellent improvisational guitar playing over a steady groove. But yeah, so that is available on the streaming services uh, such as Spotify. And I don't think that the Sebastians have any sort of uh, social media presence or a band camp or, or anything. So uh if you like your music uh, secret and anonymous, then this is for you. Some people like to keep it like a secret. So, Paul, should we keep this show going? We should, because next up is Mr. Jackpots.
That song was Ravetacular and made me really happy. That song was called Patio Encounter by Mr. Jackpots. This track is from an EP of the same name from Mr. Jackpots, who is a cat who lives with music producer Jake Reed, who is also of the band's Screen Vinyl Image and Alcyon Blue, which just released a remastered collection of their songs that you can find on Bandcamp. Jake also releases solo material as Secret Wilderness. But anyway, back to Mr. Jackpots, the star of the show. According to Jake, a cat wandered out of the woods at his in-law's house looking for food a few years back. He and his wife nursed the cat back to health, and we realized he was extremely smart at figuring things out. He hangs out with me in the studio all the time, says Jake. We got him games early on that were food-driven, and he figured them all out. So it doesn't surprise me that he decided to make a record. (laughs) God. (laughs) I love this story. So good. You can snag this three-song release on Mr. Jackpot's Bandcamp page for $5, and 100% of proceeds will go to the Lost Dog and Cat Rescue Foundation in Arlington, Virginia. Jake and his wife have adopted from and supported them for years, and I note that that is the charitable organization affiliated with the Lost Dog Pizza restaurant chain. Lost Dog and a Found Cat. What a story. I know. I love it. I also suspect, I don't know this for sure, but I suspect that the name Mr. Jackpots might be a reference to the show that I'm actually watching right now, which is the revival, the continuation of Twin Peaks, which came out in Showtime in 2016. Is is it good? Oh, wow. I mean, if you like David Lynch and you like Twin Peaks, then it's, it's everything you want. But if you're not sure about that, then, I mean, David Lynch, he, he will have a scene which is like two minutes of a guy just like pushing a broom in a bar. Like nothing, just two minutes of it. It's insane. I've heard that the sound design on that, on this continuation of the series is really awesome and intense. It is. And in fact, that is actually David Lynch doing sound design. Like he does that part too. He does the editing. So it's an amazing show, but you you really, you gotta be, you gotta be kind of well-versed in the show in, in David Lynch to really appreciate it. But I will say that one of the characters, some of it is set in Las Vegas and one of the characters, I won't spoil anything, but he develops the nickname, Mr. Jackpots. So if that's where that is, then Jake, I see you. Uh, I have two, two final notes about Mr. Jackpots. Like in cartoons, do you think when Mr. Jackpots grabs a whole fish, he puts it down his throat and pulls up a fully intact fish skeleton? <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> Also, I think Mr. Jackpots needs a podcast. Oh my God, yeah. I bet that was Slay on the iTunes charts. Jake, let's make it happen. (laughs) Tony produces. Happy to. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Tony, do we have more music on this podcast? Oh, we sure do. Next Next is Apollo 66.
That was Apollo 66 with a track called Fly Trap and what delicious slash and burn punk rock it was. I definitely appreciated the little drum solos in that song and it made me want to do some air drumming. This is a track from their new five song self-titled release, which is available on their Bandcamp page and the band wrote the following about it. Well, we did it. We violated all good things lo-fi by recording some songs in an actual studio. Sure, we mostly recorded it live and it was engineered by students still learning their craft, but what's done cannot be undone. However, we did spend at least 10 minutes or so mixing it ourselves, so there's a good chance it still might sound pretty lo-fi. I think spending 10 minutes to mix a five-song EP is pretty awesome. (laughs) Oh, man. All proceeds from the sales of this five-song release will benefit Shepherd's Table in Silver Spring, which provides assistance to the homeless and needy. The band, they describe themselves as primitive garage punk trash rock and roll made to help you forget about the coming apocalypse and stomp your feet, clap your hands, and shout woo. Uh, This five-song release is fun and fierce, and that's just how I like them. Yeah, buy that now. And that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. Please subscribe to it in your podcast app of choice on your phone so you can be walking around the neighborhood or doing your dishes, folding your laundry and listening to podcasts and learning about DC music from me and Tony. We got a website. It's hometownsoundsdc.com. We got social media handles, Hometown Sounds, all at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The email address is dj at hometownsoundsdc.com. Keep sending us your music, folks. That's right. And of course, the important thing here is to support the musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music. And seeing them play live sometime. Sometime. (laughs) Sometime soon. Please, please, please. We have one last song for you on this podcast. This is a collaboration between Thomas Blondet and Stephen Rubin, which is called Seascapes. Is this the Steve Rubin from Jackie and the Treehorns? Yes, it is. I saw that name and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And it is so cool. He was described in one piece as an improvisational producer. And I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I, I don't know either. Anyway, it, it's this is these are these are two musicians that I really enjoy very much, but would not have expected to collaborate and produce what you're about to hear. Uh, so God bless him. Love it. Thomas Blondet is the head of the record label Rhythm and Culture and a frequent DJ at the now defunct 18th Street Lounge, RIP. We have featured Thomas Blondet a few times in the history of this podcast, most recently back in 2018 with the song Federal City. If you dig this song, it is the advanced single from a new EP that the two of them are putting out called Sea Suns. It comes out on March 5th. So keep your ears peeled for that. And we hope you like this. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much, Paul. And we will see you all next time.